if you are going to go look at the sun yeah. on the beach, for instance, mm-hmm. you might have a Corona in your hand. Uh, corona plus Corona. Well, I should yeah. say that's right. Drinking some Coronas um, often changes your judgment about whether you should be looking at the sun. Yeah. So don't do that. That's true. And but w- our uh, solar submarine here is mm-hmm. the fridge is fully stocked with Corona. <laughs> corona yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is the What the If Show podcast, query, mind bender mm-hmm. experience. It's the What the If experience. Reality and distorter. Reality distortion field. We, uh, so this whole, well, I apologize for the bumpiness of, and, and the halting nature of this opening. We're, we're transitioning from me beginning every week by saying good morning to Matt. Because I, I would rather welcome you first, our guest. You know, it's rude if I, if Matt and I just start talking and don't acknowledge you, it's kind of weird. So yeah, that's right. It's like we're just talking on the subway and you're sitting there. Yeah. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. hot. The air conditioning's broken. You're stuck. You're jammed up against us and we're having this stupid conversation. Um, but I, I seem to be cursed or blessed or cursed with sitting next to the most annoying conversations in cafes maybe that's just me well you live in brooklyn yeah and i hate to say it but when the people are talking about something you know i am not a mr know-it-all but on a couple subjects i know a decent amount right and you hear people saying things and it's like totally bogus and it's it's someone else telling them right it's not it's not like two people wondering oh is this that is this how that works is that how that works it's like one person telling them and it's like completely insane (laughs) Okay, sipping coffee and starting again. Welcome, guests. Have, we have uh, all kinds of refreshments here in the uh, at the bar. Uh, it's open bar. It's an open bar. Yes, you have to come to our homes to take advantage of it. But. That's right. But that's two open bars. Now, honestly, mm-hmm. in my refrigerator right now, my wife is away for about three weeks, so. It's seriously bachelor refrigerator. I can't offer you very much, but there is plenty of ice cream and chips. (laughs) Ramen and ketchup. Mm, Delicious. (laughs) What the if is a show where, what what is going on? Matt, save us. What the if is where we, we imagine something crazy. So... Sometimes that means we change something, like we get rid of gravity, or uh, we imagine that humans had no feet, uh, or sometimes we'll mess with history a little bit. We haven't done no feet. We haven't done no feet <laughs> that yet. That's like a good one. I'll have to give that a shot. Yes. Sometimes we'll mess with uh, history, or the history of science, right? We'll say, what yeah. if, uh, you know, our... Our current cosmological models never kind of took off and things were different. Sometimes we go on trips. Yeah. Right? We've yeah. gone on trips to the, the center of the galaxy. Yes. 
we did. In fact, with with uh, astronomer Brian Keating, who, if you're in New York City, we'll, we'll have more updates later. But he's giving a talk uh, at the Museum of Mathematics. Yeah, in a few weeks. And and we say what the if because we are because we we take it to the extreme. Yeah, like vanilla, like vanilla ice. That one went right over my <laughs> vanilla ice. The rapper, <laughs> the rapper. Yeah, that was his whole thing. Oh, was, take it to the extreme. To the extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a game. It's a what? What if it's a game? We're gonna play it's a, a game. game. Yeah, yeah, we we go have have fun with some piece of science or an aspect of reality, um, and then very often we get uh, upset about it too. It's very upsetting. Yeah, but but the fun part is it's a teachable moment. So our our outrage, our Breaking the warranty on the uh, universe and cracking it open and <laughs> messing with things inside uh, teaches us real science. Like, that's right. Hopefully, produces something useful. That's right. That's right. Turns out, if you take the, these two wires and touch them together, boom! That's right. You explode, and then um, you've learned something important. That's right. That's right. Speaking of explosions, oh, this week we're going to bring the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a very exciting launch that happened at Cape Canaveral recently, and that was the Parker Solar Probe that is going, as they say in the news, to touch the sun. That's right. To sort of graze the sun. Yes. Touch the face of the sun. Yeah, sort of kiss the sun gently on the forehead. Oh, oh. Rub up against... <laughs> and now we're back to the subway. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, now, there's a few things about that that are weird, but let's let's not even go there. The the, the um, here's a uh, uh, offer to 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 you, our listeners. Um, occasionally, I'll come up with ideas for you to submit things because I would like to see them. And wouldn't it be great if you submitted things and we could all read? We could all share them. Uh, send us ideas, uh, things you see in the news like that, like touch the face of the sun or touch the sun that are like, obviously, if you know anything about science, a little bit hyperbolic or, <laughs> or, or, or just plain wrong. I'd love to say, what, what are things you see in the news in whatever medium you're consuming it? Um, but this is very exciting. We've never, there's a lot of firsts about this mission. Right. Uh, one of the most stunning is the speed of it. Uh, it is going about 420,000 miles per hour, 720,000 kilometers per hour. It, it will be going that yeah. speed. Eventually, right. Right. Which is crazy. So it's more than twice the uh, current speed record for human-made objects. Yeah, yeah. In right. fact, if New Horizons... The uh, ship that went to Pluto and beyond was, we were reading uh, this morning, went, goes about 36,000 kilometers per hour. And this is 700. So whatever uh, that number is, it's, it's a lot bigger. It's pretty staggering. Yeah. And uh, I want to emphasize that, of course, no human has ever gone remotely close to that speed. Right. This is just our robots that were shooting up to Titanic velocities. Until today. <laughs> today. That's right. Today. When we say, what if 
we did put a human on one of those. That's right. Let's all go. We're all gonna we're we're gonna wear our seatbelts. Um, we have asked James Cameron to build us a ship that will take us to the sun at the speed of the Parker Solar Probe, but faster and stronger and perhaps safer. I mean, there's no humans on the... The solar probe has no facility for human habitation. Yeah. In spite of the fact that I read that uh, it has this enormous heat shield and it actually keeps, in spite of its closeness to the sun, it keeps the electronics around 85 degrees. Yeah, which is pretty comfy, right? It's fairly comfy. I mean, I'd yeah. love it a little cooler, but it is a dry. I believe it's a dry heat. It's a vacuum heat. <laughs> yeah, that's about as dry a heat as you can get. Bone yeah. heat. <laughs> um, but what, what if we could not only go to the sun? What if we could not only touch the sun or the face of the sun, but go inside the sun? So if yeah. there's a face, we're going to go in the mouth of the sun. <laughs> Yeah, and if it's like a uh, Mount Rushmore situation, we go like up the nose. That's right. <laughs> up, up the nose of the sun. Uh, up your nose with a rubber hose. Right, or in this case, a space probe. Yeah. That's right. A rubber. Up your nose with a rubber probe, says Vinny Bubber, you know. From uh, Welcome Back, Connor. Yeah, so, let's yeah. so we're barring James Cameron's souped up uh, submarine or subsolarine. Yeah. Yes. What would it what be? What do we want to call that? Yeah. Sunarine. That's a terrible name. That is a terrible name. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to. All right. Uh, oh, listeners, I, you, know what us... he, you know what he would call it? What? Titanic. Well, he probably would. Yeah, that's not a, <laughs> a very good name. I'm the king of the sun. <laughs> yeah, so one of the first problems with getting to the sun is uh, it feels kind of perverse is that we're like if you wanted to go to uh, the center of the earth you dig a hole and you drop your friend down the hole yeah and they go and they're there and you're like, okay fine no biggie right um dropping something into the sun's trickier aha yes right because we're uh there's a reason we're not crashing into the sun right now yeah right? <laughs> You mean uh, the Earth? The Earth is not the Earth, yeah, and all of right. us on it, right? Right. right. Um, even though the Sun is pulling on us with extraordinary force, yeah, we're not plunging into the Sun, right? Right. And that's because we're moving at a the technical term at, at a tangent, kind of around the Sun. Uh, we're moving um, uh, laterally around the Sun fast enough that our speed keeps us in place, and we call that an orbit, right? Right. Right. It's, it's the gravity, we're sort of like a ball at the end of a string that we're spinning around yeah, our head. And there's two parts to a successful orbit. One is distance, and then one is speed. And if you get the right speed at the right distance, then you get a stable orbit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right. All right. If we planets, were to slow down, we would fall into the sun. Possibly. Right. Yeah. So this is the the trick, right? Is that since we're already in a stable orbit, we have to actually lose some speed in order to get closer to the sun. 
Right, right. This is the interesting thing. You, it's a, for instance, the, the, this is something the Parker Solar Probe is dealing with. And uh, mm. to get, you can't just aim at the sun and launch and go straight to it. Right, because we've all. already got this enormous initial velocity that's keeping us in a stable orbit. Right. So but essentially, what we have to do is mess with our orbit. We have to make it so we're going to plunge into the sun. Right. If we even if we aimed right now at the sun and took off, mm-hmm. we would be flying. That would not help to the yeah. side, and we would we would totally miss the sun. Right. Yeah. Celestial mechanics is weird. So actually, what uh, the first thing to do for our sol- solar journey is to point our rocket in the opposite direction of the Earth's movement. Right. And blast, and that blast doesn't actually get us to go anywhere it just it's kind of like putting on the brakes right right it's so interesting because you have to think about earth here's a real situation that you can totally observe you can watch it on tv or online the launching of the rocket that here is you can see you have to look from another perspective almost a yeah third per- third person third planet god whatever uh <laughs> world view solar system view and know that that rocket is so you can see it took off at night and it was a magnificent video i saw of it there was a cloud like just a thin cloud above it so that when it took off oh awesome and it went into the cloud suddenly the cloud lit up and then it continued above it and it's gorgeous look it up if you haven't seen it already but you're watching that rocket take off you are actually looking it's the re- you're you're on the back side of the earth's orbit or movement around the sun yeah like that's you want to know which direction you're pointing at that time you Mm -hmm. were pointing in you're looking it's the rear view you're looking back through the back window of the earth's journey that's good i think about it um and that's really weird right it's uh it's you know we we kind of pay lip service to newton's laws of physics as being intuitive and clear but actually, when you try to apply them in sort of large-scale situations, they get confusing really fast. And you've got to be good at kind of uh, uh, unpacking your brain and looking at things from a different point of view. Right, because we don't feel any of that emotion. Right. Another thought I had is it's a little bit like, um, you know, if you're on a merry-go-round, a carousel, mm-hmm. and it's going around and around and around, and you're on the outer edge, and you want to walk to the center. If you start walking, you're not at all, I mean, you're going to, it's already I'm getting dizzy thinking about it, <laughs> right? That's kind of what we're dealing with. That's a good analogy, yeah. So that, that dizziness that you get on a carousel is called the Coriolis force, ah. which is something you get when you try to move straight across a rotating surface. Um, and that is similar to what you get, uh, or to what we have to do with our solar adventure, because we are rotating around the sun at high speed, yeah. and we need to kind of turn that into a straighter line towards the sun. So yeah, it'd probably be a little nauseating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is why, reach into the front of your seat pocket, you'll see some space sickness bags. Space sickness bags. <laughs> Um, yeah, you don't, that's right. I should say, uh, vomit in zero G. It's not good. extremely unpleasant. Yeah. Not good. 
not, not good. And then, uh, so we have to lose a whole lot of velocity to get close to the sun, not towards it. Right. Uh, but then, since we're typically fickle space scientists, now we want more velocity once we get close so we can get to where we want to go. Right. And this is weird, right? So we've got to kill velocity to get close to the sun. And then we want to steal a little more velocity once we're close so we can kind of get into just the right spot. Right. And we get a fun stopover. Like when you fly, if you fly from the New York to London, mm -hmm. you could stop over in Iceland if you wanted. In Reykjavik, yeah, which in I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. And on place. this journey, the Parker Solar Probe, and we're going to follow a similar path in our James Cameron, Cameron Solar Probe. Titanic, mm -hmm. uh, the solar Titanic, to uh, you know what he would call it, Titanic two, Titanic two, the Titanicking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we get to stop over uh, at Venus. In fact, like exactly. eight, eight right. times or something, because mm -hmm. uh, usually when we send a satellite to the outer solar system, uh, planets out outside of Earth orbit, further out. We use planets for a gravitational slingshot to get a boost. You can swing around a planet, use its gravity to speed you up, speed you up, speed you up further out. In this case, they are using Venus to slow down. Like by orbiting Venus, each time we, it orbits Venus, and it's going to do it about eight times, yeah. it, gets, it loses speed. Right. And this is, uh, and this, uh, the, the question of whether we're losing or gaining speed ah. is a relative thing, right? So... Right, There's right. no absolute speed out there. You have to say relative to what? So relative to the Whoa. Earth, relative to Venus, relative to the Sun. Those are, are all. Those all give you different sorts of answers. Right. Right, and it also, I guess, depends on which direction you're talking about, too. Yes, that's right. So um, that's right because we uh, technical term is we say that velocity is a vector that it has it has a direction as well as an amount. Right. 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 So you can also, I, I think y'all can also think about it as if the sun, uh, if you were on a boat in a gigantic whirlpool with the sun at the center, you kind of have to really, it's going to be tricky to navigate your boat. Really. Uh, yes, that's right. That has generally been my experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sharknado <laughs> persuaded me that that is the case. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So at last we arrive at the sun. Right. And this is actually. A little trickier than it might seem, right? So, mm. uh, when you say something like "I arrive at home," mm. it means you have walked through the door and closed the door, uh, and the cat comes over to you. That's and right. You say, "Okay, I'm home." But the sun doesn't have a front door. True, <laughs> right? As far as we know, and, and probably doesn't have a cat either. <laughs> so <laughs> no. <laughs> So the, the particular part of the sun that Parker is going to visit is called the corona, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which means um, crown. Oh, I didn't know that. And the corona is weird for many reasons, which is why it's worth send, spending a, sending a probe there. One of them is that generally you can't see it. So if you go out and look at the sun right now, don't go out and look at the sun right now. No. But if you did, you would not see the corona. Right. You, what you'd be looking at is uh, what's called the photosphere. You can so pedantically you could say it's the chromosphere, but it's, it's really the, the photosphere. Now which you is might, what we usually if you are going to go look at the sun, yeah. on the beach, for instance, 
Mm -hmm. you might have a Corona in your hand. Uh, Corona plus Corona. Well, I should say that's right. Drinking some Coronas um, often changes your judgment about whether you should be looking at the sun. Yeah. So don't do that. That's true. And, but our uh, solar submarine here is Mm -hmm. the fridge is fully stocked with Corona. (laughs) Corona, (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. So lime, plenty of lime. So we didn't, humans didn't realize that you you could go your whole life without realizing that the Corona existed Mm. unless you saw a uh, solar eclipse. Yes. And then when the moon blots out the, the bright surface of the sun, suddenly you see this gigantic structure stretching out. And it looks, mm. God, what does it look like? Um, it's uh, kind of thin, wispy clouds. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to describe. And it changes from moment to moment, too. So there isn't a, a set structure to the corona. It kind of, uh, I don't know. Well, you know what's tra- funny is it kind of looks like when a child or yourself in your childlike mind uh, mode, when you draw, draw a child draws the sun, they usually draw a circle. They probably color it in yellow. They give mm-hmm. it a happy face. And then they put rays like, shooting out from it in all yes, directions. That's, right. <laughs> that's the corona, those rays. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, these things are kind of sticking out. So we call it corona crown because it seems to be this kind of halo structure uh-huh. around the sun. Uh-huh. Um, and it's very impressive and eerie yeah. because you can't normally see it. Yep. And you only get to see it against this, this freakish uh, eclipse event. So the corona is weird because you can't usually see it. And then it's also weird because it's super hot and Mm. super thin. Mm. So it's actually, I said, it's this thin cloud of what's called plasma, um, which is just what we call matter when it gets so hot that it's not in atoms anymore. It's just individual particles. Ah. So now I'm picturing the surface. So here we are, we're in our ship, we're looking out the window. We're all Mm -hmm. pressed up against the window. Yeah. Because as usual, like when I fly on a plane, uh, for instance, I just did a red eye back from Los Angeles at at night. Everybody goes to sleep and I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is the perfect time to look out the window that they turn out the lights on the plane. I love, you can see the stars, the Perseids were happening. And there's always one guy (laughs) who leaves his TV on or his reading light and then he falls asleep. Ah, yes. And so idea. I'm stuck with this glare, this reflection in the window, and I have to like squeeze my, you know, face up against the window and put, <laughs> yeah. try to put my hands or use my pillow, my, my big stuffy, big giant neck pillow to block out the sun, uh, block out the glare. Um, so we're all doing that. We're all pressed up against the, uh, the window looking out. Do we see, my image of what we see is those gigantic solar flares erupting off the surface, like right in front of us. Is that what we're seeing? Or the corona uh, is different? Pro- not yet, actually, right? Uh-huh. So the corona extends several times the size of the sun from the sun's surface. Several wow. All right. So when we so when we say Parker will touch the sun, right. what we mean is it's touching this outer hazy cloud of plasma. Wow. So, for instance, if the Earth had a corona, ah, yep. that would be as if there, well, it, it, maybe it would kind of look like the aurora or something, but it's totally different. We're not talking about the aurora, but it would be as if there's 
wispy, glowing gas yes, clouds. Yes, if you imagine. So I should say, the proportionally, the moon is about as far away from the Earth as the corona is from the, the center of the sun. So the moon is about 10 Earth radii away. Oh, wow. So, so if the Earth had a corona... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then all the space from Earth to the moon would be filled with this thin plasma. Wow, that's huge. And the sun itself is enormous. That's right. <laughs> the sun is gigantic. It's hard not to. It's about a hundred. The sun is about a hundred times across the diameter of the Earth. Did I say that right? The sun is a hundred times as wide as the Earth. Ah, okay. Hundred okay. times as wide. In and fact, I, I've seen when you see pictures that I try to show the Earth to scale, mm-hmm. the Earth and Sun to accurate scale. It looks like the Sun is this giant yellow circle on the picture. And the Earth is like one pixel. Right. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, so you, you can fit about a million Earths Whoa! inside the sun. A million Earths. Well, yeah. That's a lot of Earth. That's a lot of Earth. And so, and the corona is even... That's right. Is, is then, well, it's here. So if it's several times as wide as the sun, then thanks to the inverse cube. So you could probably fit another 10 million Earths inside the corona. Wow. So this corona is a big... It is a gigantic structure. Man. Yeah, Yeah, and we never... Well, I don't... uh, When I think about it, I do think, oh, yeah, it's that thing you see during an eclipse. Mm -hmm. Actually, remembering now, seeing the eclipse, which we were fortunate enough to do, or just thinking about pictures of that, you can see actually how much bigger the corona is than the sun. Than the sun, right? Yeah, that extends way, way but out. But you don't think about the size of all that. Right. Yeah. So with the nighttime on the plane analogy, yeah. um, the, the weird thing is this. So the, um, the monitor, the video monitor of the guy next to you yeah. is the photosphere of the sun. Okay. It's bright. But more importantly, it's kind of solid and dense, right? So there's mm. lots, there's lots of light coming off, right? Um, so the weird thing, like I said, one of the weird things about the corona is that it's super, super thin. So something like uh, a millionth, millionth of our atmosphere. Oh wow! Earth. Wow. Okay. So that's ten to the minus twelfth for those of you who like zeros and decimal points. Yes. So that's, that's fantastically rarefied. But then the weird converse here is that it is a million degrees. Right. A, mil- a, a million degrees is the corona. That's the temperature, for, one million degrees. Yeah, something like a million. And the point of reference here is that the surface of the sun, the sun is 5,800 degrees, right? Like 6,000 degrees. Wow. So the corona is something wow. like a thousand times hotter than the surface of the sun. Wow. So does the, when we stand outside and feel the heat of the sun, mm-hmm. are we feeling really more the heat of the corona? We're not. And this is, this is one of these, these weird quirks of, of scale that we're not used to dealing with in our normal reality. Yeah. So 
So if you take something hot, uh, say heat up a, uh, a bar of metal, take something like uh, a chunk of steel. Right. And, uh, well, actually, no, there, actually, there is a, a um, uh, perhaps a, a better, uh, hang on, here's an analogy that everybody knows. Yes. Um, you're stirring soup. Right. Okay. Your soup is hot. Yeah. Do you want to use a all metal spoon to stir the hot, <laughs> stir the soup or a wooden spoon? Wooden, please. Right. And it's not because the soup is any less hot when you're using the wooden spoon, but the wooden spoon doesn't transmit the heat as easily. Right. Okay. So one of the things that affects how heat gets transferred is the density of the hot thing. So mm -hmm. the more hot stuff you have packed into a particular place, the hotter it feels to you right. because there's more energy in it. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can have um, a fantastically hot thing, but if it's thin enough, if, if there isn't enough matter there, then it's hard for it to transfer that high energy to you so mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. notice it. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if, uh, oh, what do they call those? Those kind of plasma globes. Yes. Looks like it is lightning on the inside. Yes. You put your fingertips on it. From Spencer's right. gifts. Everybody's played with those. Yes. Um, so the inside of those is plasma, the same kind of stuff that the corona is made of. Whoa. And that's, and so in temperature terms, it's really hot. That's probably thousands of degrees. One of those. Wow. Spencer's gifts things, right? <laughs> But there's so little plasma inside that it can't effectively conduct that heat to you. So you can stick your hand in and not really notice. I had no idea that those things were thousands. Of <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's um, amazing. And I should say, I, I'm hand-waving a little bit because it turns out to be difficult to formally define what the temperature of something like a plasma is. Right. But, that's, but we can, we can hand-wave that for the moment. Right. So basically, in a way, you <clears> could... <throat> We're, we're flying, we're just entering the corona right. mm -hmm. of the sun in our solar submarine. Right. Yeah, so if we're looking towards the sun, that's like looking at the monitor of the guy next to you on the dark plane. All you're going to see is the surface of the sun, the photosphere. Ah, oh, photosphere being like the regular well, what, what you think of as the surface of the sun. Yeah. Right. Oh, so we can't, just looking out our window, which is tinted, Right, so we don't go blind. So we don't go blind, but um, the corona you're saying is so much dimmer or thinner, or thinner, what, yep. yeah. Then um, we don't see. It. Just like during the day, when you look at the sun, even if you take a picture of it with a filter, we don't see the corona. So, however, right. if if in our special window or or our ship, our ship has a. Uh, like a disc outside that we can move to block the sun. Yes, that's to right. Block the circle uh, of mm -hmm. the sun. What we think of as this, this, the regular, the round ball of the sun. Block that. Now we can see the corona. Yep, exactly. Or even a, a good strategy might be to just have you've got one window on the front of the spacecraft looking at the sun, yeah. and then one window looking back directly away from the sun. And that. 
That's right. So then when we look out the back window, right. you can't see the surface of the sun at all. So you would see yourself surrounded by the corona. Ah. Right. So that's Whoa. like when you press cool. your face up against the window on the plane. And right. suddenly you can see stars and things. Yeah. Wow. So we're surrounded by the... And, and is it moving? Yeah. It's um, it's moving and shifting. Whoa. Um, kind of like waves on the ocean, right? Except it's waves of plasma ionized particles kind of shifting past you. Wow. And we're seeing it because the it has no surface in a way, but what we're seeing is all the particles are glowing. Um, yeah, that's right, because they're so hot, right? Right. So, um, but the, so it does look, look like fireflies, or it looks more like... Um, that's a good question, actually. I, I suspect, I wonder if the Parker is going to send back um, proper pictures so we can actually tell. Uh, I would imagine it's like walk being inside a fog cloud, uh -huh, right? that, that uh -huh. kind of diffuse light all around you. And presumably it would vary greatly. So it'd be kind of patchy fog. It would come and go one moment. It would be quite thick. The next moment, quite thin. Yeah. Wow. And the truth is that the probe, <clears throat> the probe is not getting so close as we are right now. We've already gone closer <laughs> than the probe. Is That's right, because we're inside the corona we're now. Inside yeah. the corona. Uh, and we're going to, this is where we're going to pause. And this amazing image, we're going to stop here just above the surface of the sun, what you call this photosphere, mm -hmm. inside the corona, swirling, weird. Yeah, swirling, shifting sort of waves of particles shifting by you. Yeah. And uh, we've all got the the submarine includes basically gigantic sprinklers of suntan lotion. <laughs> and it's it's gone off so that you know we don't have to bother squeezing it and rubbing it all around. It's just we're just hosed down with SPF. Three million. Yeah, that would be nice. And uh, really, it, it so it really smells like the beach in here. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna stop here. We're gonna wait a little bit. We're just gonna enjoy the view. We're gonna open the fridge. We're gonna just hang out a bit. Have yeah. a Corona. Everybody, grab your Corona. Let's pop the uh, the lid, the, the cap off. And uh, there's plenty of lime here. Grab a lime, squeeze it, put it in your Corona, and let's all cheers. 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 To the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without whom none of us would be here. That's right. Thank you, sun. And next week, we won't be satisfied staying here. We'll be refreshed. We'll get over our hangovers after this party we've just started. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll put on a fresh hosing of suntan lotion, fire up the engines on our solar submarine and go inside the sun. We'll see how that goes. Wow, what the if is going to happen, man? <laughs> Woo! This is a great summertime what the if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think you're hot right now. August in the Northern Hemisphere. Great time to go to. You think it's hot now. Uh, sitting where you are in the Northern Hemisphere. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it actually feels great. It's like, oh, you know what? This is a good time to go tell a story that's like a little toasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because you might be cool in the winter. Warm up a little bit. That's yeah. right. That's right. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed um, this first part of our incredible journey. One of the most ambitious what-the-ifs yet. Into the uh, sun. That could be, yeah. This is pretty fantastic. And uh, next week we'll continue. Thank you for listening. Email us, by the way. You have a, you have a thought in your head right now. What do you, how are you going to celebrate? What, what are you going to do during this party? What music are you going to listen to? Are you going to try to put a lampshade on your head? Always a classic. Yeah, um, that's right. That'll help keep the sun off you too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're in zero gravity, so drinking these Coronas is going to be pretty wild. It's going to be a heck, a heck of a zero-G party, uh, which makes me think, I wonder, what's the craziest raver party on the solar on the, solar, on the uh, space station that's ever happened? We don't hear about that. Uh, that's right. They would not tell us about that. There before. must have been mm-hmm. at least one in all the years. And, and the Russians on the mirror, boy, they really must have had some fun. Go to our website if you want to see all our episodes. Pretty ambitious, every one of them. Whattheif.com. Uh, email, oh, sorry, email us your ideas, your thoughts, your reactions. Please, let us know. We really want to know. Feedback at whattheif.com. And you know what? Send us, here, here's an idea. Send us, um, we do say every week, send us ideas for what the if. And you're welcome to do that. Some scenario you want to explore. But if you can't think of that, or if that seems a little too mind-bending for you and you're just enjoying your podcast. Send us an email, feedback at whattheif.com, telling us what do you think is the most amazing thing you've ever learned about science, about the world, about the universe, about nature, anything like that. What's the most amazing thing? And we'll read those on the air, as we say, on the bits. I don't think we're on the air, whatever you call Mm -hmm. it, in the bit flow. You can also... uh, Send us a note on Twitter. On Twitter, we are at what the if show. Follow us there. We got an ever-growing audience, all sharing amazing photographs of the universe, and fun stories, and fun news stories, and just other random stuff that we come across, as one does on Twitter. Matt, thank you very much. This has been a heck of a show. Thanks for piloting. And thanks for dungeon mastering this <laughs> this module to the sun. Everybody, please go to iTunes right now to thank Matt for providing us with such knowledge. Go to iTunes. If you know what I'm talking about, you're a special person, do it. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Go to What The If show uh, what the if our podcast on itunes leave us a review leave us five stars that'll be great and already i'm starting to feel I'm, it's warming up in here as we're slowly getting closer to the sun next week as we enter we go into the surface of the sun yep. into the we're sun plunge. itself <clears throat> We will all shout. What, what the if? If, 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 if? Bye now.